You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about what we saw on Bachelor in Paradise last night. We got some Bachelor Nation engagement news. We've got some pop culture news. Maybe end it with some sports and obviously some other things to discuss. And we will get to that momentarily. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's time to reclaim your health and your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Let's stop that, people. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash realitysteve. All right, let's get started. Um, in regards to yesterday and what I said about the Miss Dallas pageant, uh, there's an Instagram account out there that is psychotic and obsessed with me that is in full pylon mode. It's whatever at this point. They will never be open to having any sort of discussion because they hide behind a computer, they're chicken shit, and they have a narrative that they just want to keep pushing. You know, The narrative is minimum two years old, and they refuse to acknowledge one single thing I've done since then, which pretty much shows their hand and what their agenda is. I'm not going to concern myself with it anymore. Like I said, they are utterly psychotic and clearly obsessed, obsessed with me, so let them be. Uh, I can't reiterate enough how great of a time I had Judging this past weekend, everyone involved was super nice. It was a great learning experience. Obviously, my first time ever doing it. I hope to do it again sometime. Uh, you will definitely be hearing from some of the pageant uh, women that I met this past weekend on a future podcast, probably sooner rather than later. Um, good times were had all around, and I'm not going to let uh, a nameless, faceless Instagram account bring that down. We are moving onwards and upwards, and I can't wait until uh, you get to hear from some of the women that I met this weekend. So that's enough of that. Bachelor in Paradise last night. First off, let's get to this. Your long-awaited nightmare is now over today in the column that is going up in a couple hours on realitysteve.com. You will have all your Bachelor in Paradise spoilers on one page. I'm not going to add anything new because there's nothing new to add. It's everything that I was putting out there as the show was filming back in June. So if you were following back in June, none of this will be new to you, but it will be all in one spot. Today's column will have it all in there, all the stuff that I wrote back in June. And then anytime you go to a tab on either desktop or mobile, on mobile it'll say BIP 8 spoilers, the first column that will pop up will be the one that today's is. And on desktop, same thing. Just go to spoilers and the drop-down list. The first thing you'll see is Bachelor in Paradise Season 8 spoilers. And you click on that. brings you right to today's column. And that'll always be there. So no more worries about having to do that. And, you know, searching three different columns. Because that's what it was. And I appreciate, you know, I threw this out there last week on the Daily Roundup and said, hey, will somebody put this all together for me? Because I knew I was going to be busy this weekend, as I told you. Uh, judging took up a lot of my time Saturday and Sunday, so I couldn't get around to it. I had probably six or seven of you do it for me, so I really appreciate it. You pretty much all did exactly what I was asking for, just went back to those three columns and put it all together, nice and neat, and it'll be in, and I basically just cut and pasted, and it's in today's column. So thank you to those who reached out and helped, and I hope it's easier now for you to access your spoilers. Obviously, what you'll see is, 
I don't have every – I have the first two rose ceremony uh, spoilers in terms of who gave roses to who. Obviously, the first one's already passed, so you don't have to worry about that. But rose ceremony number two is in there. And there are some things like I've said, 43, 44 people show up on Paradise this summer. I don't have every single detail of every single date and who comes in and who goes on every date. But it's all your storylines and the main things you need to know. I don't even know about a third rose ceremony on who gave a rose to who because that was right around the time the Casa Amor twist happened. And the Casa Amor, obviously, I'm stealing that from Love Island. But basically, when they split everybody up and they say, women, you have to now leave the beach. You're going to this resort. We're going to bring five new guys in, and you're going to hang out with them for three or four days. And the men, you stay on the beach. We're bringing in five new women. You hang out with them for five days, and it's basically to test their relationships. So after that, you pretty much kind of know who's dating, and that's in the spoilers. But I don't even know what happened at a third rose ceremony or what happened after the quote-unquote Casa Amor twist. But the notes are in there of everything that you, I know that you'll see this season. And there probably, obviously, will be other things that happen this season that I just don't have in there. But um, it's the most extensive spoilers out there that you can find. Nobody's even close to putting out any spoilers. And this was four months ago. Like, I was giving you this as the show was happening. So it'll all be in your call. It'll all be in the uh, column today when it goes up around um, 9. 9 a.m. Central Time, maybe a little earlier, maybe 8.30. I'll I'll get it up at uh, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. So look for that, and you're never going to have to go look at another scrolling through three different columns to to put all the spoilers together. In terms of last night's episode, first off, I want to start off with the Aaron and Justin and Genevieve thing. I know a lot of people were just like, my gosh, when is this going to end? What is even being accomplished here? And... That triangle kind of bled into the Shanae, Logan, and James triangle. And both women, Shanae and Genevieve, were essentially saying the same thing of they're not feeling pursued. And they have every right to feel that way. If that's the way they felt, if Genevieve didn't feel that Justin put out much of an effort until Aaron showed up on the beach, she has every right to feel that way. If Shanae felt that Logan just wasn't very expressive, she has every right to feel that way. Only they know how they feel. I'm not going to tell them that they were wrong. My thing is this. I think what it's going to, I think that's what it's showing is that when it comes to this show, even in a situation like this, outside of someone like Brandon, who was basically all in, you know, three seconds after Serene arrived on the beach or Brandon arrived, I think most of the guys on this show just go in with the mentality of, hey, I'm just going to keep my options open, see uh, see what I can do. And it's all about maximizing all your options. Most guys, outside of Brandon, don't want to tie themselves to one woman on this beach. And it's happened in numerous seasons before this. They want to go there and explore their options, where the women, in particular in last night's episode, Genevieve and Shanae, don't look at this show like that because they are interested in actually finding somebody. And this kind of goes to the whole mentality and the whole stereotype of the men in this franchise because this happens outside of Bachelor Nation. The amount of men in this franchise that are juggling more than one woman in this franchise has happened for years. We know this. And that's just their mentality. And it's it's why Genevieve acted the way she did. It's why Shanae acted the way she did which they have every right to. It's like, look, if you're interested in me, actually show me interest. There's nothing wrong with that. I know it's getting tiring already because we're five episodes in and we feel like the Aaron, Justin, Genevieve thing just keeps going around in a circle. 
now that circle has ended because clearly Genevieve and Aaron are together and Justin is, is, has boned out of this thing. And because Genevieve made her point clear, like whether Justin agrees with it or not, I don't know, but he's moved on. I just think that it shows because Genevieve and Shanae were essentially saying the same thing last night. These guys aren't showing us interest. So why do we have to keep pushing them? I think Logan is the one that ends up coming around because we know that Logan um, and Shanae last through the next rose ceremony. So uh, maybe that lit a fire under him. But Justin, uh, for whatever reason, it just wasn't there. And not going to come down on Genevieve uh, for saying that because that's the way she felt. Same with Shanae. I just think it's just a very telling thing when it comes to this franchise because I think most guys in this franchise don't take dating slash relationships very seriously. There's so many players in this franchise, and that's what essentially they're doing. And if they want to do that, that's fine. I'm just saying it's going to lead to reactions we got from women like Genevieve and Shanae last night. As far as the Ashley and Jared stuff, I can't wait till Bachelor Data's screen time comes out because I got to believe that Ashley and Jared led in screen time for last night's episode, and that's just kind of embarrassing like they're already a married couple and this this revisionist history about Ashley and Jared all they did was meet on paradise i don't know if anybody remembers it but Ashley and Jared's time on paradise was miserable for both people they never left the show as a couple they never left the show as dating it was miserable all they did was meet on the beach and go on a first date they're they're making it seem like you know granted i mean they're married they have a child things are going great for them but let's not pretend that it was because of paradise you can say that for someone like i don't raven and adam and uh, who else is got engaged on paradise and is still together uh i'm just i'm blanking right now but if i pull them oh jade uh jade and tanner perfect example you can use them like that, if Jaden Tanner came, if you if you take Ashley and Jared out of last night's episode and just replace it with Jaden Tanner, that would have actually made sense because they met on the beach, spent their whole time together, and now po- and got engaged on the beach. Post show got married; it was televised. They have uh, three children now. That makes all the sense in the world. Ashley and Jared's time on Bachelor in Paradise was miserable. All they did was meet there, so I just. It made no sense to me why they just, they're just, it's revisionist history. It is what it is. They're they're trying to rewrite a script that Bachelor in Paradise was so great for Ashley and Jared. And, you know, they spent all this time about them, you know, rekindling and finally having a date and going to the boom boom room. And then all we hear about is Ashley's farting and then them on the beach and her peeing on the beach and all this stuff. And yet you have all this time to show that, but you couldn't have a live discussion with Eric on the after the final rose about his blackface scandal. Like, okay. It's just, it's embarrassing. And you know, Ashley and Jared got a free vacation out of it. I don't blame them for going on. It's not their fault. It's the show's fault for focusing so much on a couple that they want to pin as their successful couple. You could have used a better couple than that. You could have used Raven and Adam. You could have used Jaden Tanner. And if both of those were reached out to and they both said no, then just don't go with this stupid storyline because it wasn't it. That's not it. They're missing. They're trying to shove it down the viewers' pie holes, and it's just not working. You know? It was just embarrassing to watch all that last night. Like, they – I don't know why they got 
so much time. I know we have 16 episodes now and you got a bunch of filler, but geesh. Anyway, some good news in the Bachelor world. And this doesn't have anything to do with Paradise or whatever, but Claire Crawley got engaged to her boyfriend, Ryan Dawkins, over the weekend. And congratulations to Claire, because this is somebody who's obviously been through the ringer when it comes to this show. Almost got engaged to Juan Pablo, did get engaged to Benoit, did get engaged to Dale. Both of those did not work out. And she finds somebody that has no ties to Bachelor Nation whatsoever. They've been dating for looks close to a year now. And they got engaged over the weekend. If you missed that story yesterday, it was on all the entertainment sites. But congratulations to Claire because, uh, you know, she has been through a lot. And with, you know, going back to her season with her, you know, the, the heartbreaking story of her father and then having to deal with some of the guys that she's dealt with in this franchise and dated, you know, it, it's really tough and, you know, good for her and happy to hear that she's happy and engaged and, you know, all the, um, all the, uh, love and success to them in the future. And hopefully, um, I didn't know that until I read the story, I didn't know that this guy, um, Ryan had children. So I don't know how old they are or whatever, but, um, you know, Claire's going to be a stepmom. So good for her. So congratulations go out to them. Some pop culture news. You guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but Sherry Easterling and Young Gravy are no more. They have called it quits. My gosh. This is really disheartening. I'm telling you, if Sherry Easterling and Young Gravy can't make it in this world, what hope is there for the rest of us? Really? Is there any? Because I'm clinging to some hope that someday I can find the love of my life that Sherry and Young Gravy had and now no longer have. And man, that really tugs at your heartstrings. Young Gravy and Sherry Easterling are no more. If you don't even know what that sentence means, we've been over this before when they first started hooking up. Sherry Easterling is the mother of Addison Ray, the TikTok star, the second biggest follow, following on TikTok behind Charlie D'Amelio. And Young Gravy is, I think, a white rapper. And Sherry and Young Gravy were tonguing down each other at the VMAs and people were put off by it. And it was clearly a publicity stunt because they're already broken up. So, or it never even got to the point where maybe they were even serious, but man, let's pour one out for Sherry and young gravy. Can we pour out a boat of gravy for Sherry and young gravy? Would that be more appropriate? Here's a headline I saw yesterday and I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. This was the exact Headline I saw on a news site. Bandits are losing interest in robbing banks. Robbing banks is still a thing. And there's still the word and we call them bandits. Is this like I feel like the last bank robbery happened in 1982. This is this is movies where we see bank robberies happen. Does this do bank robberies happen in real life? Like seriously. 
like in a regular bank in a metropolitan city, guys will walk in there with pantyhose on their head and ski masks or or whatever and hold up a bank and say, give me all your money and run out. I, I, this is still happening. Like it says, we're, this is the lowest amount of bank robberies had in the last half century. I didn't even know there was a bank robbery in the last 25 years, but maybe I, it, I guess this is going on, but that headline really caught my eyes. Just when you talk about bandits and robbing banks, that's so cops and robbers and movies and stuff. The last one that I even remember happening was in Beverly Hills Cop 2 when Brigitte Nielsen, uh, in the very beginning of the movie, the opening scene is her right. Oh, wait, that wasn't a bank. That was a jewelry store. My bad. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they happen in banks in movies. I I just, someone is really like, you would never get away with it in 2022 or probably the last since technology became a thing, like a bigger thing. There's no way that anybody can walk into a a bank with something on their head to cover up their identity and walk out with bags and bags of money and never get caught. I guess that's the thing. Maybe they're saying people have tried, but they're always getting. There's no way that anyone's actually done it and and never been caught, right? And they just got home and they had bags of money and they just freely just went out about their day. And nobody ever caught them. I got to believe, okay, maybe the, maybe bank robberies are happening, but nobody's actually been successful at a bank robbery, right, in 25, 30 years? Please, someone in the police force tell me how many bank robberies happen on average in a given year. Does anybody know this answer? I can't imagine it's more than three. Like it's, I don't know. That was just the most bizarre headline I'd seen in a long time. Anyway, I want to wrap up today with some sports. I don't know what the hell happened in the NFL where they decided that roughing the passer became the most impossible call to make. But holy crap, the Atlanta Falcons got screwed over the weekend. And yesterday, the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they ended up winning the game, got screwed. These pass interference calls. uh, Atlanta was against Grady Jarrett, I think his name was. And last night it was Chris Jones. I don't know what these people are supposed to do anymore outside of two-hand touch. Because when they sacked Tom Brady on Sunday, that was not roughing the passer. When Chris Jones comes around the corner and has a full shot at Derek Carr and is falling down on him, I don't know what else he can do. You can't stop in midair. It made no sense. And this sh- and the and the thing about it is, this will be a talking point on all the sports talk shows on television. It'll be all the talking points on your sports talk radio, in your local stations. And you know what? Nothing will change. People will do this faux outrage about it, and nothing will change because they're still going to watch on Sunday. You can talk about, oh, my God, the NFL is ridiculous with these penalties. Okay, then stop watching. But I want to watch my team on Sunday. Okay, well, then do you really care? No, it's faux outrage. It's what it is. You know, that's all it is. Yeah, it sucks. I brought it up because it's going to be a topic. This is what people are going to be talking about today. How awful the NFL has been two games in a row now of roughing the passer. And, oh, this is a soft league, and they're protecting their quarterbacks. They've been protecting their quarterbacks for 15 years. Like This is nothing new. And yet the NFL every year dominates television ratings more so than you can imagine. So is it really going to change anything in the long run? No, it won't. But get ready for it because this is all people are going to be talking about today. 
And one correction I wanted to make from last week, I think it was on Friday's Daily Roundup, I said that the uh, league, uh, the LDS series in Major League Baseball, they start tonight. Four series, all the, the, the remaining four series all begin today. I had originally said they were seven games. They are five-game series with the home team getting the first two, the road team getting the next two, and then if there's a game, you know, five, it would be back on the team with the better records, home field. So you've got Yankees-Guardians, you've got Mariners-Astros, you've got... Who's playing the Braves? Oh, Phillies-Braves, and obviously Padres-Dodgers. You've known my thoughts on this in a five-game series. Now, last week I was saying, you know, just because the Dodgers won 111 games, that guarantees absolutely nothing because they've dominated the regular season for the last nine years in the National League, and they have one title to show for it, and it was the 2020 60-game season title, which still a title, but let's turn one of these dominant regular seasons into a World Series title. And I was saying, hey, a seven-game series, all it takes is somebody to beat them three out of four, which is very, very possible. Now a five, it's a five-game series. It's not that hard to say the Dodgers can lose three out of five. I'm sure they had stretches this year where they did lose three out of five. I know they did. So baseball is literally a coin flip. You throw out regular season records when you get to the playoffs. It does not matter. I hope the Dodgers can turn this into a World Series championship because it would be one hell of a season, but a five-game series against your rivals from the South? I if the Padres won three of the next five against the Dodgers, would you be like, oh my gosh, what an upset? No, it's baseball. Could All it takes is one hot, one hot bat, one hot pitcher. Impossible to predict. If I knew, if anybody knew who was going to win these series, you'd be a rich person. It's very easy to say it after the fact. Nobody knows. If you knew, you'd be rich. Simple as that. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Um... Again, I'm working on uh, getting some of the um, pageant women on the podcast, and I think you'll find it really interesting because I don't know if you know this, the Miss USA pageant was a couple weekends ago, and there's some major controversy behind it. I don't know if anyone's going to speak on it, but uh, if you Google it, you can find it out. It's very big in the pageant world. I found out a lot more over the weekend, and interesting stuff, I tell you that, no doubt, and it just kind of opens your eyes up to, wow, this is, did not know this was going on. I found something else out today about the pageant world and Taylor from Big Brother uh, that I did not know about. So there's that as well. Anyway, um, hopefully you'll get those guests on. I've got something from Temptation Island coming sometime this month as well. That'll be interesting. So keep it right here. Um, and I will keep you updated on everything I can. And remember, in a couple hours, probably about 8.30 a.m. Central Time, my column will be up, and it'll have all your Bachelor in Paradise spoilers that I had given you back in June all in one place. So, hope you enjoy that. Thank you all for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. See you!